This is the minute where you'll hear digital product insights from our Better Product Podcast guests in 10 minutes or less. Hey everybody, Christian here for the minute where we're checking back in with Dave Gerhardt, formerly CMO of Drift and now CMO for Privy. In this look back, Mike Reynolds, the CEO of Innovate Map, joined Anna and me to break down the key insights Dave, or DG, had to share. We start the conversation with one of the big focuses of the interview, building an audience before a product is launched. Mike provides a layer of additional insight on how to achieve this result while creating momentum for when you go to market. We talk a lot with Dave about building an audience before a product is launched. So in your experience, I know you've done that in your past. Tell, tell us your thoughts about that as a strategy. Yeah, it's, I think it's more of a modern strategy that's, re, that's really starting to embrace more of a customer experience, how people buy. And when, things, when everything passed was maybe built up for one launch as if it was an event that felt like it was almost an internal convenience to the company, you know, to celebrate it. When the reality is, is you want to keep momentum about your product all the way, even if you're drumming up momentum before it exists. And I, the, it's very digital, but the, the most practical example I could give you is like a movie. You know, you don't get told on Friday, this new movie's out. We're very proud of it. And it's launched. You're, you, you've got trailers. You've got things sneaking. There's buzz, uh, coming soon stuff. There's digital stuff that, you know, reveals a little bit, uh, builds a bit of an anticipation, right? That can work very well for a digital product. You know, we often will recommend, even if you're a couple months out, just starting to even uh, create awareness, have marketing campaigns where it isn't just an event. It's a series. It's honestly a consistent series of communications out there, whether that be before it's ready, certainly when it's ready, and then even reminding people that's not one and done after it's out, keeping a consistent education. And that people aren't going to buy the minute you just launch it, right? And that's just really at the heart of it. I think that ties in well with what, what Dave was talking about. He was building the audience for Drift before they even had any product. He was just out there. His background's marketing, so he's out there marketing, you know, like a, a marketer would and drumming up interest, but they didn't even have a product. But you're you're even talking about if you are building a product, you should still be doing that almost that as well while you're building it. Yeah. And I th- I'd say it's absolutely essential if you're building a market because you actually are going to have to educate people on what on a world that doesn't exist today on possibly terminology and speak that they're not familiar with today. So it's not like you're joining a commoditized market where your go-to-market strategy and messaging is why we're better than everyone else. Uh, this is why do you even exist in the first place? So it is absolutely imperative if you're like going to market with a novel or new idea or creating a space. Dave talked about their market was product marketers, a market that not even a lot of people understand. And so they were putting out, I think he said they did some groups, they were putting out content. They were already building value with this market. And then they were, once you know they built this trust, they were like, hey, guess what else? We have a product. So it's, it seems like it's a little different from traditional marketing where you're not just like, it's not just like warming people up. You're literally saying, we're one of you. You trust us. Guess what we've got? Yeah. And I'd say what we've probably weaving in there is the brilliance and respect of brand playing in that role, where it's basically, I'm going to establish awareness of myself, our brand, trust, you know, giving content, educating the market, where very naturally then when you come out with a solution, uh, if you've got paved the way with some brand equity uh, and trust and even admiration or fandom, people are going to be more willing to listen to your message and then more willing to even consider or sample your product. The brand equity that you mentioned is a really good way. It's like a savings account. You don't want to make withdrawals before you have that brand equity. And I think withdrawal would be asking someone to buy your product. And you mentioned using brand to build up that brand equity. So once you have that product, 
it's almost like people are like, well, I trust these people, even though they weren't really even necessarily looking at a, you as a product person up until that point. But they cert certainly trust you with your thought leadership in the domain. So the second you come out with a product, they're like, I get it. I, I get your brand. I get what you're trying to do. And I'm going to buy from you. So one way to to be a part of that audience is by building your authenticity. And we've talked a lot here at Innovate Map about not just B2P, business of people, but like business of user as a marketing channel in and of itself, as opposed to kind of traditional B2B sales models. So Mike, what are your thoughts about? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not as simple as B2C or B2B anymore. And I think if you're a traditional B2B business, you need to start paying attention to winning trends in B2C because they're starting to converge, whether it's business to person, you're focusing on the person or whether you're focused on the user. If you traditionally sold into a head at an enterprise company and then they made a decision and declared that everyone in the organization needed to use that, that's not necessarily how people are always buying these days. Okay. I mean, so this is very different than 10 years ago. So consumers are very savvy buying technology, right? It used to be 10 years ago, only IT knew how to buy technology. And so what's happening is they're going to the work world and they have an opinion about what's good technology. And they, they have access to tools and access to educate themselves. And so what's happened, what the pressure is, is instead of necessarily heading to selling to or marketing to the head of an organization that's going to decree or make a decision that everyone uses it, the users actually are getting educated themselves and going to the, to the boss saying, hey, I want to try using this. Or I've already started experimenting this. It's working for me. I want to share it with my peers. And it's almost like bottom up. And I wouldn't, they don't demonstrate themselves with consumer behaviors. You know, it's not, the marketing channel and way to resonate with them would be very different, but it is, a, it is like a consumer. You know, you're not necessarily, the decision maker might also be the user. What you're saying totally makes sense. B2B isn't going anywhere. You still have people that make buying decisions, but the gone are the days where the only way a, a user in a business scenario finds out through somebody ahead of them saying, oh, hey, we're, we're trying out the software. Well, these days, that person's already tried the software. They might have already been, been using Slack and they build that up and then they go up the chain and say, hey, we're using this. I, we want to try this out. Yeah. And I like giving a personal example. I mean, it's not B2C. I mean, I, you know, my wife, my kids, myself personally, whether it be you know, like a fantasy basketball app or something, something like that, you know, that, that's B2C. But I'll tell you, even at Innovate Map, we must use 30 distinct technologies and very few of them we have been sold or bought by us in a traditional B2B model with a rep and series of calls and, and so forth. It's really been our team started, had a problem, found a product on their own, started using it, saw value, told the rest of the team. Next thing you know, we're all using it. Slack, Trello, you name it, Dropbox. And, and that, that's, that's a phenomenon that people just need to pay attention to and make a decision whether that's the right call for their product or not. Another byproduct of going directly to users at least from my perspective, is that it changes the way that you can sort of talk to people. B2B seems to, to almost put a, a veil over what you're doing and make you wear a suit in the way that you talk. But in the B2C world or a BDU where you're getting to talk to people, it almost seems like you can lift that veil and be a little bit more honest with people. Do you see that? Oh, yeah. What's happening is gone is the ability to convince them of something. You're leveraging your brand to do a lot of the legwork and selling for you. And people are going to see through that. And so the dynamic of that is you're having more consumers and users making the buying decisions. They're going to buy products from brands uh, that are authentic and resonate with them. Right. So if you really think about this dynamic, you, you don't have to convince. Gone is the day of convincing them. People are searching. They're getting educated on you. 
And in the sea of everything's a tech play in very crowded spaces, companies that actually focus on their brand, and it is authentic, not just who they are, but what it is backed by a product that is authentic as well. Some of the most successful companies today are having a very authentic brand that people resonate with, a great product backed by delivering insane customer experience. Those are, those are a common pattern of what you would see right now winning companies. I, in my site, like Dollar Shave Club, Casper, Warby Parker, I just think of these brands. I don't know if Dollar Shave Club is the best razor. I use it. I've given them my business for a long time. Why? I admired their brand when it came out. And that's, that's a consumer type mentality. That is creeping into the business world as users and team members are starting to be the ones that are making technology decisions. So something to pay attention to. Thanks so much for listening to the Better Product Feed. If you haven't yet, be sure to join the community of product professionals all on a mission to build better product at, you guessed it, betterproduct.community.